Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And welcome to the show that we have the 12 steps of getting your house sold for top dollar and a fast sale. A little background about the show and, and what we're doing here. Uh, this year, I wrote a book, became a number one Amazon bestseller called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Get Your House Sold for Top Dollar and a Fast Sale. After writing the book, very soon after, 1260 The Answer, uh, contacted me and said, hey, how about doing a weekly program on the book and doing step-by-step on how people can have great success by selling their home and getting top dollar in a fast sale? And I said, sure, this is why we're here now. With that being said, a little bit more background about me. I've been in real estate now for 16 years slash realtor broker. I run a very successful team of experienced agents, but doing this for uh, I guess combined experience of 30 plus years. Uh, they're, they're remarkable people. I'm, I'm blessed to be working with them. And I have lived in Shiloh for, oh gosh, Shiloh, Illinois for probably over 22 years. Born and raised in the Metro East. And I still don't get, uh, I still haven't gotten used to the weather. I don't know. Just, just, I get it. I get it. But the humidity and sometimes, uh, even the coldness sometimes gets me but hey it's okay i i love the cardinals like most people do so that that's a good thing and the people are just fantastic some of the best people there are uh i believe in the country uh live in live in the st louis metro east area with that said uh the book I have is being offered for free there's there's no catch there's no nothing i wrote the book for numerous reasons but but one of the reasons why is is that people were just didn't know where to start they absolutely didn't know where to start where what's the first step what's the second step what's the third step but they just didn't know where to start and that's one of the reasons why i wrote the book and again as i mentioned this is a free book i'm offering it no strings attached you don't have to use me you don't have to use our team that's fine but just get the information so you can get that started Another reason was simply is that people would get on the internet and many times would have things, if it was on the East Coast or West Coast, that would be fantastic if that's where their house was located at. But unfortunately, it wasn't. It's here in the heartland of the Midwest, and we have some uniqueness with that. Definitely in prices, just even different cultures, just how things are done. It's just a little bit different. I have to think a little bit better, but uh, that's, that's my personal opinion. The other thing is, is the TV shows. I don't know, there's 25, 30 how to sell your house shows. And many people after watching that get more confused than, than when they started from. So that's one of the reasons why, another reason why I wrote the book. And, and the book is to kind of make it very clear, very easy to read. That was my intent, but information packed, talking about the military buyers, uh, what updates you should do, what updates you shouldn't do. Just a variety of things of how you can get top dollar. 
And it's 12 proven steps. And I always say 12 proven steps. And there's a reason for that. It's not conjecture. It's not theory. It's not I hope it works. These are steps that if you use and others before you have used, you can have fantastic success. Actually, more success than most people can imagine. That you can get your house sold in a, in, in a fast way and get more money in many cases than most sellers even imagined. So that's kind of the basis of what it is. Now, to get the book, go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. It's, again, free, easy read. It'll be sent directly to your to, to your doorstep. So with that, uh, keeping that in mind, where's the market at right now? The market has been really, really strong and it has stayed strong. And this is something we haven't seen for a very long time. We've had spurts in the spring and in January even, and even in the midsummer, but we haven't had this continuous, uh, basically hot market, especially in the Metro East, you know, O'Fallon, Shiloh, Belleville, Swansea, uh, Edwardsville, Waterloo, Skyforce area uh, around there, Mascuda, Freeburg, Places like that, Lebanon, have had some fantastic success. So if you're thinking about putting your house in the market, uh, number one, get the book. That would be a great thing. But number two, understanding that there's a timeline. And I've talked about this numerous times, but there's a three-month timeline. In three months, the market is going to change. Now, that could be great for you, or it may not be so great. And sometimes we just don't always know the reason why. There's just so many other things that affect us. Again, North Korea, things are going internationally that we have no control over. Those things can have doubt. And when you have doubt in, in, in buyers' minds, then they're less likely to buy. What's going on with Sky Force Space? Not that we know anything bad, but we've had those situations before. So there's external, and then there's also the situation of no one really knows. Sometimes there is a glut. I mean, the best theory I've ever heard is, is that sometimes sellers all of a sudden jump on at one time and, and, and supply and demand, and there's a glut. And now there is too many houses on the market, which can, can, can have an effect on prices and timing. And there's also situations, and again, no one knows this either, of there's just a lag for maybe two weeks or a month. And I've heard that theory, and, and I tend to agree with that, that the buyers just stopped buying. No particular reason, just, just worked out that way. Of course, interest rates, things of those nature can have an effect too if those change. So there's a lot of reasons why we talk about the three months, when I talk about the three months, why that's so important. Two months, it's it's... You know, it's maybe 50-50, it's going to change. 30 days, very unlikely, but it can change. Again, one of the things I just mentioned, uh, interest rates, all those things have become factors. Buying homes, uh, buyers uh, deal so much on emotion, so much on how they think things are going, and it's, it's driven so much by that. So if you're thinking about getting your house in the market, I would suggest do it now. Talk to a realtor. Get the book, talk to the realtor, use that realtor. With that, uh, we're going to be talking about the last step this this week. And actually, when I wrote this step, I was kind of not sure if I wanted to go to put this in the front of the book or the end of the book. And I decided on the end of the book. And what it's called, uh, the, the step is called, are you going for the many? Are you going for the few? And what does that mean? 
Well, we're going to go deeper into it in, in, in the next segment, and we're talking about painting and carpeting, how that has to play, pricing in the third segment, and then the fourth segment, bathrooms and kitchen. In the last segment, uh, I'm going to start doing, and I've been doing it now for the last couple of weeks, it's going to be the $5,000 tip of the week, and that's for sellers either to earn them or possibly save them $5,000. So you want to stay tuned for that. With that being said, many of the few, it's basically a mindset. It's a mindset on how you approach it. Have you done the things as a seller to get things lined up? Again, many of those in, uh, are in the book, the steps of getting the painting, getting the carpeting, getting the kitchens and bathrooms, all those things lined up. To give you kind of an example, we had a situation where there's two houses and they're both in O'Fallon, Illinois, and they basically were built by the same builder. So they were square footage, everything was, they weren't in the same subdivision necessarily, but they were very close and they were very similar in price points and everything was the same. One who had taken the mindset of going for the many, in two weeks time had an offer, actually had multiple offers to where they weren't really negotiating, they were just choosing which, which, which offer they wanted to have they got, the, they got the deal done. They got more money than even they thought they would. They got it done in a fast way. And within 30 days, they were on to bigger and better things where they were going to. Super excited. The other house chose for the few. Meaning is this, well, you know what? If I get a couple people in here, it might work. And look, it might work. It does. Maybe one, two, three, four. And they, they did sell their house, but it took months. In fact, it took three months. And they wound up being very frustrated, didn't quite get the pricing they were looking for. They did sell their house, but they had two different experiences. And we're going to explain why that is and in the next segment start talking more in depth about it. Is there luck about? Well, sometimes there is a little bit of luck, but most experienced agents know, could look at those houses and have a pretty good idea already why one worked and why had the other one had a different experience. With that said, you're listening to Ready, Set, Sold with Brian Vogt. Hey, get the book. Go to ReadySetSold.org, not .com. ReadySetSold.org, not .com. There's tons of this information and much, much more in there. We'll see you after the break. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks so much for joining us. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, I left you with in the last segment, is, is we had two situations. We had two houses that were very, very similar. In fact, it was, again, by the same builder. So the square footage, everything was the same. And just so you know, builders uh, will build in other areas. This doesn't have to be in O'Fallon, Illinois. They will build in other areas of both subdivisions. And if it's a hot house in particular, many times they'll rebuild that house because it sells and it's a, it's a desirable house. 
And so we have this situation where we had one and within two weeks and they were able to, to get their house sold and they were able to move on with their life and they didn't really even negotiate. They felt that they, they got everything that they wanted and, and they were tickle pink, couldn't believe it. And the other house that, again, within three months' time, they got an offer. It was, it, was, it was somewhat painful because they were on the market for three months. And just so you know, it's not unusual for sellers, from our experience, that after 30 days, things, and sometimes sooner, but 30 days, things get a little tense. Of what's going on? You know, why isn't it selling? Why don't I have a contract on there? And so the longer that goes on, the more, the more nervous, the more pressure, the more concern. It makes it even much more difficult as far as um, just daily, daily going on. There's, we've heard of situations where you know married couples have really had some, some, some strain on their relationship just getting this house sold. And so you have that scenario. So again, the mini house went with the idea of is how many people can I attract? There's always going to be a few people that may not like, won't want my house, but how can I attract the most amount of people in the shortest period of time? I mean, it just makes sense, right? When you have as many people as you possibly can in a short period of time, your chances of success of getting a contract, getting an offer, accepting an offer, and selling your house increases dramatically. So what did they do? Well, let's start talking about what they did and what maybe the house and the few could have done and had different results. One thing is is they painted their house. They went through not just a certain house uh, areas that needed painting, but they went ahead and did the entire home all in one color, all one neutral color. And that was fantastic. In fact, that's something we would encourage. If you're going to do painting, go ahead and do the entire house or at least sections of it. Doesn't necessarily, depending on what the situation is, but they went and they did the entire house. That means the bathrooms, the nursery, the, the, the master bedroom. Everything was the same color, and it looked fantastic. Neutral colors work because buyers are trying to see themselves in your house. And if there's, a, if there's a, uh, different colors, it makes it difficult. It's, again, perception is reality. Buyers are trying to see themselves in your house. And many times when you know you have a deal is when a buyer says, and this is on the buyer's agents, when the buyer's agents listening, is this when they say something simple as, this feels right, this could work. Yes, square footage, all those things are factors, but when it comes down to it is, is can I see myself in your house? Can I live here? Is this gonna work for me? And by having the neutral colors, it's, it works fantastic. The other house, you know what, there's some things that they knew they needed to paint, but they had some, some, some pretty wild colors. They were nice colors. They were pretty. I mean, I think that most people would agree they were pretty. But again, they were too personalized. And we talked about just before that. Buyers really do look at colors, and they may like the color, but it's not them. And they can't see themselves in the house. Remember, buyers are always trying to picture themselves of being in your house. And so neutralized colors is so important. The other aspect of it, just on, when you think about it, just on the amount of space, there's four walls to every room, right? Four walls to every room. So what are they going to see the most of? And that is the paint. That is going to be the walls. And so you take that from the master bedroom and the bathrooms and even the kitchen, all those areas. So that is what they're going to see the most of. And that has an influence on when they're looking to, uh, to buy. 
The other house didn't do those things, didn't take that, take that direction. They, they kind of kept their colors. Again, they were very pretty colors, but again, they had some, some, you know, I was, if I remember correctly, when the agent was talking about this, I believe it was something of, of mustard yellow, which can be a very beautiful color, but it can also be something that people don't like at all, or it's just not something they would pick. The same thing with the flooring. They, uh, the, the ones that went for the money understood the fact is that they really had meant to replace the carpeting. It got away from them. And they went ahead and did the flooring and got everything lined up. The other one, well, they thought about it and they really were thinking about it, but instead they decided to do a $3,000, I don't remember if it was a $3,000 or a $5,000 carpet allowance, which may sound good, but in many cases what that does is, is it tells the buyer up front, you have a problem with your flooring. And when you put that out there, I'm not saying it never works, but many times when you see that, when buyers see that, they will look down and say, you know, first thing they want to look at is the flooring. And then they usually tend to do three to five times higher. So they want more money than even what the seller is allowing for. So it may sound good on the surface, but many times it runs into difficulties. So they decided to go that direction too. It wasn't that their carpeting was, shall we say, atrocious. It just was worn. It was just worn out. It had it for years. They had meant to change it even when they moved in. It was really kind of on the borderline, and they never did. And so now you had the painting and you had the carpeting. So did they get people coming into their house, uh, the ones that were going at the few? Yeah, they did. They got a few people in there, but they didn't get the masses that they were expecting. And again, this turned on, this went on and on and on, and they got two or three in a month's time and then 30 days. And just if you don't know, the rule is after 30 days, and this is National Associated Rulers, and we found this to be true too, your showings dropped off. And so now they're into that second month, and now their showings are dropping down. And what most sellers do in that situation, they adjust the price, and they adjusted the price. And they got some activity, but not quite as much because, they, again, there were certain things that still weren't done that were very, very important. One of them was their pricing, and that's what we're going to be talking about in the next section is, is how important pricing is, understanding location when you're going for the many and the few. When you're going for top dollar, getting top dollar, again, is very, very doable. Doing some doing some work. Okay, I'm not going to lie about it. There's some work involvement sometimes. Not every time. Many times sellers maintain these things. They do neutral colors. They have some of these things already in place. But understand the importance of it because in the end, it usually costs you money, time, and frustration. So with that, what we're going to be talking about in the next segment is, is pricing and a pricing strategy and what pricing strategy the one for the many used and what pricing strategy the house the other house that took three months to sell finally sold not for the money that they was hoping for but it did finally sell so we're going to talk about that in the next segment of why pricing can be so critical when you're going for the many versus the few with that said hey like us on facebook we're on facebook uh go to ready set sold with brian boat uh, please like us there the other thing is, is we have podcasts we're really excited about. Go and you can go to either Google Play, you can go to iTunes. This situation, you can go back in here and replay of anything that you had in mind. So go there, 
Check it out. I think you're going to really, really like it. Hey, I am Brian Boat. I'm your host, Ray Says Sold, and I will be back in a few. Welcome back, everyone. This is Brian Book, and you're listening to Ready, Set, Sell, the 12 proven steps to get your house sold for top dollar and a fast sale. Hey, uh, as I mentioned in the last segment, like us on Facebook. We've got a, a, a great Facebook page that we'd like to have uh, likes with. Uh, there's also uh, the ability, probably soon, that there, you can possibly even listen to the show. So there's different ways that we're trying to get this information out because ultimately that's what we're doing. We're trying to get information out to you the sellers so that you can make your decisions of what's best for you. I left you with the pricing strategy of these two houses. And just to kind of recap, if you didn't catch this, the first segments, we have two houses in Fallon. They, they match up very well, the same builder, same just about everything. It was really the same layouts. Everything was the same, but one sold in two weeks for, for top dollar, and they were completely amazed. And the other one, it lagged. It, it took about three months, and they had to make price adjustments, and there were things that they, they ran into, and it was very, very frustrating. They both sold. That's the good news, but in totally different experiences and, and different price points. So what did the many do that made the pricing so important? Well, the many did what many successful sellers do is they looked at the location, their agent talked to them about location, what it actually had sold. Understanding that, yes, you know, square footage is a factor. Uh, there, are, there are other factors out there. School district is a factor, probably not as big as what many people think, but it can be a factor. There are other factors, but your location and your location and location is a reason why they say that. And that's because that's going to give you your best idea of what the, your house is worth on the open market. So they took, just so you understand, they took the high top tower. They went with a range, but they took the high top tower. They thought they had a great house, the things that they'd done. Uh, they got to enjoy the house because some of the things they had done, they'd done uh, years in advance because they kind of knew that they was looking in the direction of moving. So they took that approach. The other, the other house that had some issues just said, what the heck? Just said, you know what? I know the location, but you know what? Why not just shoot for the moon and let's just go for it? And that's okay. I mean, it is your house and your agent should be able to accept that too and still do the same marketing and, and push the house just as much as, as if you have this range or whatever price that you do to. But the problem was, is there was really nothing behind that except is, is that what the heck? You know, we can always go higher, you can't go lower. And that is true. And that is true. And, and yes, on rare occasions, you can have success that way. You can sell house that way. However, percentages work in your favor. And again, it depends on how long that you stay with that number. There's, you know, every house, every situation is unique. And in this situation, they took a much higher approach, saying, what the heck, what if, you know, what if we do get it? Even though the percentages weren't in their favor, well, unfortunately, they didn't get it. And that also became an effect to it. The pricing points were two different houses. For, for both houses, was one was much, much higher. When I say higher, it just depends. You might be doing percentages there. There is some wiggle room, naturally, even with ranges and uh, top tower and middle top tower and lower top tower. But there's also a limit to that. And they kind of stretched the limit just to see what would happen. Well, 
this one is sold 30 days later they're they're doing you know, the one that went for the many and, and price for location is doing fantastic and they're in their new home and they're happy the other one is still struggling and they had to make a price adjustment and they made a price adjustment but they didn't they didn't take too much of a price adjustment because they were still hanging out there that maybe maybe some money would take it and that's okay but they didn't and they made a very incremental price change understanding is is price changes are good okay and any price range change is is good because it goes to the system the agent's able to market again but many times by just taking a small price reduction it doesn't have the effect it just doesn't and i think this situation was a couple of thousand dollars now a couple of thousand dollars is important to everyone but the trouble was is it didn't get enough to move the buyers into not only showing the house or looking at the house but putting an offer on it so that pricing strategy talking with your agent going for the many understanding that you're still going for top dollar you still want the most amount of money you possibly can and understanding that there's a range and so they took the high top tower, the one that was going for the money, because they know they had done the work. They had done the things already. And some of these things they had done uh, years in advance. So, because they knew that they were kind of moving along. And that's one of reasons for the book. Again, you might want to be in that situation where you know in a couple of years that things are going to be changing, maybe retirement. Maybe, maybe you're just looking to upgrade from whatever those reasons are. Maybe the, the house is just kind of shrinking as your family is growing. Whatever those reasons, you want to go ahead and get the book. ReadySetSold.org, net.com is where you want to go and get the book. Next time, we're going to be talking about bathrooms and kitchens and the difference between these two houses and their experience. And don't forget about the $5,000 tip of the week at the end of the show for sellers that either making or saving $5,000 in the sale of their house. This is Brian Boat. Listen to Ray Said So. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back. This is Brian Boat with Ready, Set, Sold, where we talk about real estate and all things real estate, especially particularly about sellers and getting top dollar and a fast sale. I left you with what we're talking about, bathrooms and kitchens. And I think most sellers, for the most part, understand how important getting these things done. And many sellers, especially, we're finding more and more sellers much more educated and understanding, you know, before we even go into a house, that they've done these things. They've done the kitchens. They've changed uh, some flooring. They've changed countertops many times, uh, the sink and also the uh, the faucet. So all these things have have been done, and many times just doing it even a year or so in advance, they've got to enjoy it too. So it's been a win-win situation. However, however, not always. And in this situation, just to kind of catch it from the speed in case you didn't catch it in the very beginning we've got two houses one going for the many and one going for the few now the one going for the few doesn't mean that they don't think that they're wanting to go for the many i mean it doesn't mean that they don't want to get these people in here but sometimes they just either have making a choice or quite frankly they don't have the information to know what to do so it happens both times too so it's not always just because the seller is doing this you know because they want to uh, they're maybe not getting any direction from their agent. At least some information. Give them some guidelines, at least. Now, as a seller, 
it's your right to do whatever you want. But information becomes so critical. And so if you don't have this type of information, you don't know what you don't know. So in the bathrooms and kitchens, for the many, there were some faucets. And really, they were pretty quick fixes. But they had, they had looked at this, and they had changed out some faucets in the bathrooms. They changed the shower curtain out. They looked at the flooring. They changed that out. And relatively, yes, there was some expense, but again, they were able to, to, to do this and have some time to enjoy it. But it wasn't near as expensive as what most people think. Sometimes I think when people hear remodeling and, and changes, they think of taking things down to the studs. Now, I'm not saying that never happens. That may be something you want to do or not want to do, but many times it's nothing like that at all. Again, flooring, sometimes just changing in a bathroom, the faucets. Um, you know, again, a shower curtain, you know, making sure that those things are taken care of can be a very simple fix and, and, and not as expensive as what people think. And the impact, though, that they have for, for buyers is tremendous. Again, bathrooms, kitchens. And so in this situation, the house that didn't have it, that had the few, knew that they meant to. It was one of those situations they meant to, but they thought they would wing it again. Look, they were decent shape. They worked fine. There was nothing wrong with that. They just weren't that stylish in the bathroom and their faucets and even where the shower was. And the flooring was good. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was good. So they said, well, let's, what the heck? Let's go ahead and just see what happens. The other that was going for the many and had this game plan lined up, well, as I mentioned before, they kind of knew that they wanted to have these things done. They knew the value of what people would want, what buyers would want. And again, you don't have to be in real estate to know the kitchens and bathrooms do sell houses. Of course, you need the other things too, but that is really huge. So they had already gotten ahead of the game and they had done some of that stuff. And some of the things, yes, they did wait before they was getting ready to, to uh, put it on the market, that they did the flooring and things of that nature. They wanted to make sure it was in best shape as possible. Kitchens, the house that went for the few, you know, the countertop, uh, yeah, it needed to be changed out, but you know, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't maybe the most stylish. It wasn't the most modern, but you know, it, it, it was okay. Again, okay. When you're going for top tower, remember kitchens and bathrooms. So they chose not to change it. And you know, the, the sink, since the countertops didn't have it, the sink and the faucets, well, again, they were okay. Yeah, they had a little long in the tooth, but they were completely functional. And you know what? The buyers could change it out if they really, really wanted the house. Well, understand what you're actually saying there. You're saying that you have to prove to me as a buyer that you really want my house, even though there could be 10, 15, 20 other houses in the area that match up well to your particular house. So you can say that, but sometimes understanding that the average buyer looks at 10 houses. So if someone has made the upgrades and made the changes, similar to the one we talked about for the house that went for the many, well, guess what? More times than not, they're going to win and buyers are going to gladly want to pay the top dollar to get the house that has all these things already done. And that's huge. And that's so huge. So again, the bathrooms, and I mentioned that the for the many, what you can do is just make those changes in the countertops and the sink and the flooring and all those things make such a huge, huge difference for people. And the last thing on that thing too is, is, is the kitchens and the many and the few. The few said, you know what, staging, yeah, I mean, do I really need to turn the lights on? You know, turning the air conditioning down, even though it cost me a few bucks, 
a, 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 a day, maybe even a month. I don't know. Yeah, I can only kick that up. I want to keep the lights down. I want to save all my electric bills. Again, we're talking about dollars when we're potentially looking at thousands of dollars in the sale of your home. And so they kept everything dark, turned up the, uh, the air conditioning unit. Uh, they were going to work. Okay, that's fine. The natural lighting wasn't there. None of those things was there. And when you walked into the house, quite frankly, uh, from what the agent talked about, it was kind of dark. And you actually had to look for a light, especially on cloudy days. The other one, they understood the importance of that first impression. The ones of the many that had the great success, they did the exact opposite. They turned the, the thermostat down, which is huge. It really is huge. I can't tell you how many buyers, when they walk into a home on a hot day or a cold day, get the way, and the air conditioning is set at a higher level, the first thing out of their mouth is, is there something wrong with the air conditioning unit? And that's not what you want. And again, it's a simple fix. It may cost a few bucks. So what did they do on the many? They want to make sure that they had everything ready to go and they had everything, every light turned on. They had everything as easy and accessible as possible. And they told the agent, their agent, don't turn off the lights. A little tip there. Many times, you know, sometimes the sellers say, well, turn off the lights. Again, it kind of breaks the flow. Now we're trying to find out where the light switches are. And again, many times the agent's never been in the house. Pretty sure the buyers have never ever been in the house and sometimes the agents haven't either. So again, it takes the flow of it. And the last impression you want anyway is exactly the first impression that you had. So when they're walking out the door, when we see that, we know right away that they've got a good house. And, and guess what? The agents will talk about that house and they're going to get their buyers in there. So that also works in games than many of the few. So again, it's mindset. It's getting the prep work or maybe the work has already been done and having a strategy so you can have fantastic success in the sale of your home. The tip of the week is next. It's a $5,000 tip of the week. Listen to Brian Vogt at Ready, Set, Sold. Hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Sell with Brian Vogt. And I want to share you the tip of the week. And the tip of the week is geared for a $5,000 benefit, either savings or possibly in making more money. So it can work either way. And this week is kind of a piggyback on a couple of weeks ago. We talked about keeping it mom, making sure that you don't tell as many people your agent shouldn't be talking about why you're moving. Again, a very simple thing is, is that your housing needs have changed and you're moving on. And it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be very elaborate. I understand friends and family. I get that, you know, talking with people, but I want to make sure that they keep it quiet too. Because again, information is negotiations and information if a buyer person perceives that you have to move just perceives there's a timeline many times not always but many times that will have a dramatic effect on what they offer and so what i want to talk about this time is facebook and facebook is something that what two billion people are on uh seems like everyone and their brother is and many times sellers when they have their house in the market they want to talk about the sale of their home and there's nothing wrong with that However, i give you a quick example of how you maybe don't want to be talking about and why it is best to keep things mum as much as possible. Had a situation where a seller was talking about and he was posting back and forth with friends, having kind of a chat on their timeline. And it was talking about timing and the seller happened to mention that they really wanted to get into a new school district. 
and they want to get their house sold before their kids have to move into that new school district so they won't have to change them out. So what happened? Well, it just so happened a friend of a friend, and I don't know, I think everybody's related on Facebook, kind of put the pieces together. They kind of knew the people that were selling the house. They'd also known that a friend of theirs that was looking to buy a house had interest in that area. And they relayed the story of that they really needed to move and they needed to kind of have a timeline of getting in that school. Well, the buyers took that information. They did like the house. That was fantastic. But they also knew they was willing to take the chance that there was a deal to be had here. And they reduced the price. They kind of went in a little bit lower than they would have normally without that information. And guess what? They got the deal. And it was well well under five and i think it was closer to ten thousand dollars savings that the buyer got for having that information and deciding to run with it doesn't happen every time but it does happen so again keeping that mum what can you say though what's the positive thing on facebook again we like to brag about our houses well another situation where there's a seller talking about their house and here's the thing that was so fantastic about it they talked about how things were going great and they expected something to happen very very soon whether that was 100% true or not 100% true, that's what they believed. And guess what? Agents look at these things, too. And the agent knew the people. They knew that uh, what the house was. They told a buyer, hey, this house that you've looked at, not gone into, but looked at, is a hot house. You might want to do uh, take a look at it. They did, and they got a fantastic offer. So, again, Facebook can be used both in the concern, but also in the good, in the aspect of, you know, promote that house. Talk about the positives of your house or why it's such a great house if you're going to be on Facebook. Stay away from, from, from concerns that you may have, that this house isn't selling, it'll never sell. Those things can be used on occasion, and maybe more than a few occasions, to use to get a better deal for the buyer. So again, Facebook, keep it positive when you're selling. Try to keep the negatives away as much as possible. Hey, thanks so much for, for, for being with us today. Next week, we're going to be talking about, we're going to move a step up to step two, talking about how to choose a realtor. You don't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for being with us again. Uh, we will see you next Saturday between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. Make it a great week.